Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. This. Well, good morning, little brother. It's Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, we've been trying to turn over a new leaf of... Uh, not being wrong about things, and immediately when we did that, uh, we were wrong about something. Who's we? Because David we? Ojabo was not a first-round pick. He was a second-round pick. You got a rock in your pocket? Pick 45 by the Baltimore Ravens because of an injury. He would have been a first-round pick if he wasn't injured, though. Come on. Give us something there. Sean. We are joined now by Sean Callahan. Sean, good morning. Speaking of David Ojabo, we had a caller last segment that was saying that He's not. He doesn't want to go ahead and just label Teddy Prohaska the starting left tackle right now because he didn't play great against Michigan and played a bad Northwestern team in his first performance. Do you agree with that, or do you believe that Teddy is a solid starter right now at left tackle? He should be. Uh, <laughs> against Michigan, he didn't allow a single um, play of significance um, from Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, he, he held him sackless in the in the one half, which Aiden Hutchinson. Was the number two pick in the draft. I mean, he he was rolling. I mean, his his game and a half he played was the best left tackle Nebraska's had. Um, you know, under I mean, in, in a while. I mean, he he looked like he was set to have you know a freshman. Uh, I would say a freshman All American, but a really really good freshman season at that point. One of the best we had seen um, in a while. So I agree. Um, no, I he's the guy. I mean. When the brother of the offensive line coach goes on your radio show and says he's a potential first-round draft pick down the road, um, I, I think that matters. Okay. Do people look? I mean, because because I think the the problem here, Sean, is that I think that the caller said that he didn't have a great PFF score from that game. Do we look too much to that crap? That the Easy. scoring of the PFF scores or not? Are you talking about the Michigan game? Yeah. Um, or in general, yeah. in general, for like looking at scores, because sometimes like our eyes say, "Hey, that he went, that person wasn't that bad," but their score comes back as not being very good in games when PFF scores them. Yeah, it, it's hard to say. Um, I mean, because those scores, there's a lot that goes into those scores when, when they do it, and I know a lot of people are you know debate about what those scores are and, and what they should be. Like Ty Robinson's a good example on defense. He doesn't have a very good PFF score, and if you just looked at that, you're like, "Oh, he's not a great player." But I think we know he's a good player, and and and, and means a lot to the defense in general. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of variables that go in, and I think you got to go off your eyeball first. And when you when you see him and and what he meant to that offensive line, I mean, Nebraska played really good football when he he was out there, and I know his upside and potential and what he means as a leader in the program too. There's a lot of other intangibles there with him. Um, so, no, I'm not worried about Teddy Prohaska. I, I, I would be very surprised if he is not the starting left tackle. Sean Callahan joins us. Sean, so uh, Nordin Noeli uh, ruled ineligible by the NCAA for a, for a failed drug test. He will miss this entire season. In fact, he loses a year of eligibility, so everybody does the mental gymnastics 
offensive line shake up? What's what's it look like to you without Nordine Noeli? I think the biggest question is what are you going to do with Turner Corcoran, and, and that's what you have to decide. What what is he a right tackle? Is he your left guard? I mean, heck, you can play center too. I mean, he can play anywhere. Um, but if he's your left guard, then all of a sudden Bryce Benhart, you know, you think he's one of your best five, and you want him at right tackle. If he's your right tackle, uh, Turner Corcoran. Then, then you're saying, you know what, we want Ethan Piper or Brock Bando or Kevin Williams or Henry Latoski in our, in our guard spot. So that, that's the puzzle that Donovan Raiola has to figure out. I mean, the, the, I will say the combination of him at left guard next to Teddy Prohaska at left tackle, that intrigues me. I'm like, wow, you, you could have potentially two of your best linemen there lined up side by side. But a lot of that will depend now on Bryce Benhart and if he can rise up and play at a good enough level um, where they're like, yep, we want Bryce at right, and then we can put Turner inside and, and, and see where it goes. I mean, we, we saw Turner play right tackle when Prohaska played left tackle, and that was a good picture, Sean, against Northwestern and Michigan. And then, obviously, when that changed, Ben Hart goes back to right tackle, Corker to left tackle, it wasn't quite as good. I mean, is there any reason why, if he is better at right tackle, he should not just be there instead of moving around the line, Corcoran? Well, I think it it's... Donovan Raiola, if he can get uh, a better performance out of Ben Hart, and, and you know, because Ben Hart was just as heavily recruited as these other guys. I mean, those three tackles that we're mentioning right now, the, um, Corcoran, Ben Hart, Prohaska, in the era of recruiting rankings, th- those are the three highest um, tackles Nebraska's ever recruited. And you know, if, if you can utilize all three of those guys, um, you know, that, that's a pretty good group right there. But a lot of it depends on. You know, if Ben Hart can can play better, and why did he play so poor? I mean, was that the best he can do, or can they get him to perform better? Because he looked better the year before in 2020 than in 2021, and, and that was hard to figure out why. Um, so we'll see kind of where that goes. But, yeah, a lot of it just depends on if Ben Hart's improved or, yeah, if he's not, Corcoran would be the right tackle. Sean Callahan joins us. Sean, I, I find – myself in particular doing this we have these discussions with you where we go deep in the weeds i'm gonna zoom way out is six wins enough for frost to have his job next year zoom probably not i mean it's hard to i mean there's so much more that goes into it though as as we've talked about um you know the the feel of things overall but um we we don't know enough how how the season's going to turn out but when you look at the schedule right now in late june it looks you know, like Nebraska's got a great draw, and you know they only play one game in their first nine against a team with a Vegas over under higher than seven and a half, and Nebraska's seven and a half. So there's a lot on the on just pure paper alone, and then you know the home schedule too, guys. Um, you think about they go to Dublin, Ireland. There's going to be about ten thousand Nebraska fans out there. It's not going to be a road environment. It's going to be a challenging environment, but they don't really go on the road for a true road game until almost mid-October wow. to Rutgers. So you're going to have a lot of home cooking, a lot of time, and other than Oklahoma in that first group, you've got a great schedule to build your team and your chemistry around the Memorial Stadium fan base. And, I mean, everything is there where you're like, if they, if they didn't win you know, more, more than six, you'd almost be disappointed because they haven't had a draw like this in a while. 
Sean Callahan joins us. I hope I don't misrepresent what Jake says um, Very almost every show. If they lose to Northwestern, they're screwed. That's what Jake will tell you. I don't agree. What, where do you come down on that? Am I, did I misrepresent you? No. No. Uh, it, it, it would be bad. I mean, it, it's, it's like Jake going out on the easiest hole in the golf – not the easiest, but an easy hole in the golf course and taking a double bogey. Done that before. Right? Wrecks the round. And, and, and you're, 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 you're mad the whole round, yeah. and it affects the rest of your round. That's what that game would okay. do. I yeah. think if, if you lost that game, you know, the way out of it would be beating Oklahoma at that point. But um, it's hard. We don't even know what Oklahoma's going to look like. I mean, that, that's why you kind of have to snicker at the, the projections on OU right now mm. because they lost 15 starters. They lost their quarterback. Um, they lost – Nico Benito and some really, really good players on that team a year ago. And they have a new coach who's never been a head coach. Um, so Oklahoma is very hard to project. Um, but, yeah, it would be extremely disappointing knowing that a year ago Nebraska handed Pat Fitzgerald the most embarrassing loss in his coaching career at Northwestern. Sean, speaking of schedule and going forward, the ACC announces they're going to go officially next year to uh, just the three-five-five model. No more divisions, just one conference in total. And the Pac-12 is doing this as well. Do you believe it's a matter of time before the Big Ten follows suit and does this also? Well, the issue with that model for the Big Ten is the Big Ten wants to play nine, and the ACC plays eight. When you have 14 teams – a three-five-five allows you to play all, you know, allows you to play everybody in a four-year period, which is great. Right. You play your three locked-in games, and right. then you rotate the five and the five, and you get thirteen right there uh, over a four-year period. Um, but the Big Ten, as we know, wants to play um, for nine games. So when you do the math, you wouldn't be able to have as easy of a, a, a of a puzzle there to kind of put together. Mm. Um, so. It, that means more scheduling imbalance at that point um, that we've seen, you know, in recent years of the Big Ten. So how do they put it all together? I do think it feels like divisions are gone, and it feels like everyone's going to get three locked-in games. Uh, but then how do you do the six non-conference splits and, and make sure everybody plays everybody over an equal period and not having that imbalance where, oh, and, Nebraska's got to play Ohio State again, and Iowa. You get Rutgers, you know, or like you know, just because it matters when you're talking about winning or playing in this league. Um, I mean, you see the numbers. Iowa and Ohio State really haven't played in the last ten years, and Nebraska's played Ohio State six years in a row. Um, those games matter, you know, in, when you talk about your program uh, because. You get beat up playing those games, and obviously Nebraska's lost all six of those games, and Iowa hasn't had to play someone like that. So how do they make it where everybody plays everybody with nine games and do it right? Uh, that That's the thing we don't know right now. Before that you go, Sean, we've been talking on the show the last couple of days about the upcoming event at Tanner's and Tavern 180 on July 18th, and you're going to be a part of that as well as the MC for it. Tell us more about uh, what fans should expect out there if they are going to attend that event at Tanner's and Tavern 180? Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a great night. Uh, I mean, I, I do events like this all around the state, and this will be as exclusive an experience for a fan as I've ever seen for these events. I mean, you're you're going to have Husker coaches there, and um, you're, you're going to have O'Shawn Mathis, Garrett Nelson, um, and, and um, who, who am I missing here? Trey Palmer. Uh, Trey Palmer. Mm-hmm all there that night, 
and your food, all of your drinks are included uh, with the deal. And, you know, I, I was one of my friends says, man, he goes, when you really think about it, to go to like the recruiting dinner at Nebraska, you've got to be a $5,000 plus dollar a year donor. Um, to get access to go to that type of event with the coaches. I mean, this, and you, you don't get a meal like Tanner's is going to offer. You don't get the drinks they're going to offer. So it really, honestly, when you break it down, is a very exclusive experience. You're going to get to see coaches, players, um, in an intimate atmosphere, a great sports bar. And I'm looking forward to that. And I, I know the ticket you guys are um, promoting and, and going to be there that night with us. So it's going to be an awesome event um, here in Lincoln um, and a great way to meet some players, coaches, and a lot of other people around the football program on uh, Monday night, July 18th. Sean, always great stuff. Thank you for the time. We will chat with you again next week. All right, guys. Thank you. Good job. Sean Callahan again. If you wanted to join up for us at that event, uh, you can go to our website, theticketfm.com. It's just one ninety nine a person, but it gets you Wagyu steak, di- uh, Wagyu steak dinner, awesome cocktail hour and appetizers, unlimited drink the whole night at the bar. And – as Sean said, Garrett Nelson, O'Shawn Mathis, Trey Palmer, surprise guests. Sean's the MC. We'll be there from 6 to 9 p.m. Join us and sign up at theticketfm.com and type uh, look at the banner that says An Evening with the Huskers on the website. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and Sean, Sean brought up a point that we didn't mention in the first, in the first segment, that the Big Ten wants to stick to a nine-game conference model, the ACC's in, in an eight game, so that changes that whole con- that changes that conversation pretty dramatically, right? Yes. So I, the schedule maker becomes critical in this. The schedule makers, however they do that, would they would they see it as going back to eight possibly as something they should do to make this work? Though, if, I, if they feel this is a better format for the conference, they might say we'll we'll go back to eight to make it work. I don't have that answer. I don't either. Uh, just hypothetical, another hypothetical there for you. Though. I mean, do, do you ever do you ever wonder how this happens? These schedules, how, what what, what is, who does these? Schedules? I don't know who makes the schedule. Is it the ads all huddle in a room? Is there some sort of algorithm? Is there what what is it like? How does this work? I would like to know how that hot dog is hot dog is made. Not that I'd want to write about it because it doesn't. It's not. It, it wouldn't. I don't think it'd be all that interesting from that standpoint. But I just like to know who's doing it and how how it happens. You know, is it just you I and Happer? You know, at, at the Holiday couple, Inn. Couple I mean, beers and hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how does this work? You know, that'd be kind of funny. These are the two guys in, in charge of the scheduling. Stupid corny smile on the way. Those are the guys, really. Uh. Uh, cleanup crew, um, Sean identified a former Sooner as Nico Benito. It's just Nick Benito, but Nico hey. Benito. This sounds that sounds real, so cool. Yeah, that sounds we're all cool. guilty of mistakes. We're, yeah, yeah. We, we but we fixed ours quickly though. Okay, and we fixed that one. And Ojeba was going to be a first round pick before the injury. Wasn't a heinous mistake. It wasn't heinous. Uh-uh. If he was undrafted, that's a different story. <laughs> Second round. Come on. Give me a break. All right, what's next? Mailbag and Song of the Day are both next. All right. Early break on the ticket.